the absolute fuck is up, everybody. Austin's saying that I'm asking for a lot, but it's really not a lot. Welcome to Gridiron Junkies. That's a pretty good intro, is it not? Kiki, there, there's a little bit of energy there. Today is September 24th, uh, so we record a day in advance here. So if I'm talking in like terms like did it, it is Saturday. Uh, there's a lot of college football games going on, but I I I, I like having everybody uh, who's in the family on the show. I think the you and Cap are like the last two, and then I don't think Nicole really wants to come on, but or Odie, but maybe we can get them on. But anyways, my uncle, uncle, <clears throat> uncle Kiki. Hello, everyone. Thank you, George, for having me on the show. It's a. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> It's a pleasure to be here with you and to see, you know, this wonderful setup you got going here. And I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. So sure. you uh, you and I have talked football probably more than like anybody I've ever talked football with, um, because where, like you would take me to games like young, uh, like Oakland Raider, Oakland Coliseum days. Um, I said on a past podcast, I really thought Sunday football just smelled like weed like i thought that that's the way that football smelled because you would take me to the raider games um so do you have any like old crazy oakland coliseum stories what are some of the shit i mean you've told me some shit that they would do to opposing players well <clears throat> you know the coliseum is to me that's where they that's home for the raiders that's right Passionate fans, but no, I've seen everything from jerseys being thrown from the Mount Davis, which is after a while they they tarped it off. You know, the because, top section. Yes, because they would throw jerseys off the top. Well, I've seen jerseys. Uh, rumor had it somebody was thrown off the top. I personally never thrown heard it. off the top. Yeah, the top of Mount Davis there. And, no shit. Yes. Oh, my God. We did see a jersey just like the one you're wearing, actually. No shit. Flying from the 300 level up there in uh, the Coliseum when we played the Steed. It was one of the best games I ever went to out there. So um, they were playing them like when they had Jerome Bettis, like no, back this in those was, days? Or? No, this was back in uh, 2000, maybe eight, ten around there. It was... Uh, with uh, Asamoah was the, one of the corners. Okay. For the Raiders. And then um, Big Ben was the quarterback. Uh, they had um, um, Heinz Ward. Yep. Troy Polamalu. Still probably like late in his career. Yeah, I think Troy was there. So. He, yeah, 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 yeah. So you, I remember one time told me like you've, like people have thrown batteries and shit at players leaving the... Have you seen battery throwing yourself? No, not myself. I did see it on television, and actually I saw it in Mile High when they threw it at uh, who one of the Raider players, and I couldn't remember who it was, but it actually came right from the where they go in. But this was on Mile High. Yeah. So, but yeah, they've... We talking like double A's, triple A's, D batteries? Nine volts. Nine volts? No, the, what's the, the D's, man? Oh, <laughs> the D, D batteries. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so you uh, you brought me up being a 
Raiders fan at first, and I found this. I found the Saints after Reggie Bush started fucking Kim Kardashian. That's like that's what solidified me being a Saints fan. Um, but then you also brought me into being a Celtics fan, and I, it would be a disservice to not bring up like what our our head coach just got finished doing. When did you first hear about Ime uh, getting suspended? I heard about it a couple of days ago. Uh, just came across ESPN as I'm watching Sports Center, and then you know, of course, went on Google and you know looked it up a little bit more and had no idea. I didn't you know, what no he, idea that he had that in him. Like, or do you think like he's been slinging dick like this for a while? Like, that's just what basketball players do. They're always traveling. Yeah, always I on mean, the road. Yeah, and who knows? I mean, I, I I can't speak for the man, but he's actually he he did sling his dick here. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but uh, it's. I hope it was worth it for him because it's a year suspension, and I get the feeling he might not come back. No, he's not. He's not going to come back because the Celtics are that good, and no matter who else comes, like. He's gonna get forgot about, man. This 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 is like a legacy ruiner type shit. Now I did want I to. Uh, I pulled up uh, the person that he was having the affair with. Her name is Allison Feaster. Would you say Feaster or Feaster? I mean, he was feasting on her. Feaster. Feaster. He was feasting on that for sure. He left Nia Long, and if you, I I didn't know that Nia Long because uh, I always watched. Uh, Are you there yet? Or are we there yet? And Nia Long is the mom uh, that was that was you know Ice Cube's like husband at the time, and so this is what his his current wife looks like. And I'm yeah, that's his partner. I think it was his partner, girlfriend was, was probably was, yeah, a yes <laughs> was is probably a pretty accurate statement. But was it worth it? Probably. Why do you get suspended? For, uh, first off, I don't understand this. If you I, I, like the Celtics were obviously doing something right last year. You know, yes. You know what? Sure. So people would say, "Would we have won the championship if our coach wasn't dicking down one of his assistants?" They might say that, but it also might be that he just got motivated even more by getting that assistant and just kept, you know, yeah, because improving. Uh, Austin, I don't know <laughs> what was her job title. You said her job title. I found it to be hilarious. Uh, it was like a re- uh, player relations and coach relations. It's like manager of player and coach relations. Yeah. I'd say she was doing a good job. Now, I, uh, me personally. Well, I, I think if I read it correctly, she made like, she was like, no, he came on to me. Like, I think that's what it was. So, like, she wasn't relating very oh, well. Oh, come on. It, I See, what I always wonder in these kind of situations is, like, somebody snitching or, like, how do you, how do you truly... You know, do you get walked in on like by a janitor? Like, <laughs> um, are you look? Are you trying to find like what actually happened? All right, Austin. Walk- uh, the woman recently accused Yudoka of making unwanted comments toward her. So he ain't even slinging he, dick. No. He's slinging compliments. You don't think you don't get fired for compliment? Oh, what? Yeah, I would think. Oh, have to have so a originally bit more. it said that they had an improper, intimate, and consensual relationship, and then it was like, nah, he was just making comments at me. He probably was like, nah, bro, she loves it, dude. <laughs> yeah, you can't blame him, and he's like a handsome guy. He's way better looking than Brad Stevens. Brad <laughs> Stevens looks like a fucking nerd. 
<laughs> like a little dweeb. Ime looked like he had some sustenance to him, like, you know, a little bit of a little bit of history, a little, you know, rugged. Um, but I so I do you think the Celtics will go back to the championship again this upcoming year? That's tough. Well, <clears throat> I think the players ultimately are responsible for the success that ultimately goes on to, you know, the coach and all that. But the right. players really are the ones that are going to show if we're going to, you know, move on and, and go to the finals. I believe that we will because, you know, whatever was in place, this assistant, uh, Coach Mazula, I think it is, that will be running our show. Yeah, yeah. Coach Mazula, he, I'm sure, would just stick with what, you know, was already in place. And don't, exactly. we can't act like Brad Stevens wasn't the coach of that team last year. So, and having Steven steps down, you know, puts his input or whatever. Uh, and to have this, uh, what's her name again? Uh, Allison Feaster. Feaster. Feaster Fester. To continue her, does she continue to have relations with, with the players and maybe, you know, the new coach? Maybe or, the players are like, hey, give me, give me the email. Give me the email treatment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, yeah, yeah. Do you think Brad Stevens stepped down because she's actually like a dominatrix? And she's like, <laughs> this is what you need, Brad. Bend over. <laughs> okay, uh, this is a football show. Back to football. Uh, the the Knowles, you're wearing a primetime Deion Sanders jersey. Jameis Winston also wore number two. I want you to know. Like, what I said was valid. I thought you were wearing a Jameis Winston jersey. No, this is... Prime time. Now, you uh, you've been watching a couple of the Knowles games. They're two and zero, yeah. Yes, three and zero. Three and zero. Any scares so far? Uh, we had a tough one up in Louisville. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Our quarterback got hurt, um, Jordan Travis, and Rotomaker came in, and actually, I did. I thought he did a great job. Um, what's I have to say this? What's it with these scrawny, skinny ass quarterbacks? Like well, quarterbacks get they're just getting like like pencil thin, dude. Like Justin Herbert is fucking a twig. Lamar Jackson twig. Right. Rotomaker's a twig. I do remember him coming in. He's yeah, Rotomaker's a twig, but he's a true passing quarterback. I think he's a different dimension than Jordan Travis. Jordan Travis is very. Uh, Athletic, you know, you can do a lot more things with him. Roll him out. He throws really well on the run. This kid's more of a drop back uh, passer, which I think those are the ones that are successful. Really, in any level, especially at the pro level, when you get these Lamar Jacksons, which are very elusive, and that's fine, Danny. But when you look back at history, you got the drop back passers that have always <clears throat> won the ultimate price. You know, and that's the Super Bowl. <clears throat> so, to me, like the Drew Breeses, you mentioned just now, uh, Justin Herbert, those guys are, you know, to me. They're the legit. future. Yeah. Oh, uh, so they don't play anybody serious till what? Clemson, Florida State? Like, I mean, there's not too many challenges in the ACC these, these days. There's Miami, there's Clemson, and then there's... Well... They have uh, Boston College this week, so that's an opportunity for them to go to four and zero. And I think if they get that win, they'll crack the top twenty-five. They're still not in the top twenty-five. No, people aren't buying into them. No, and they still have Miami there. They still have you know Florida there, which I think it's 
Yeah, no, the the rankings are all fucky, man, because I uh I was taking BYU last week against Oregon and Oregon I get you know, they slide down to 25, but I I just don't get it. Like is cuz Oregon is obviously a top 10 team, you know? I don't understand uh, like why it's such a dramatic slide, you know, after a bad showing. Georgia might win the title again this year. I agree with you 100%. They look solid. Every facet, offense, defense, their coaches, just, that's just a, a team that's on a mission. So do you have any uh, college football locks of the week? Well, you said there's no locks in life. We, we went over that. You said, what, what is the only way to leave a, a casino a winner? By coming in there, looking at the odds, walking right back out without placing your bet. There we are. If you were going to place the five bucks, 20, 100, whatever, go put it in a piggy bank. When you get <laughs> to my age, you're going to be doing well, son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no, that's, that's, uh, that's key. But what if I hit that 10 teamer? You know, have you ever hit, what's the biggest parlay you've ever hit? I've hit, I don't ever bet 10 teamers or anything like that, but I've hit, I had a, a Sunday that I hit about four different $100, four and five teamers. Holy shit. And I remember the dude that was living next to me at the time, he was really into sports betting as well. You know, he, he was taking numbers somewhere else and he just couldn't believe the day I had. I mean, it was just like, I go, wow. I mean, one of those days you piss anywhere on the board, you know, and you're going to win. <laughs> um, so. And that, that's, that's before mobile sports betting. That's back. You're getting the fucking ticket. People don't get the ticket anymore. No. I mean, it's not. I guess it's not <clears throat> as convenient, obviously. But there's there's <clears throat> nothing like a good sports book conversation. There's there's so many smart sports betting individuals that just hang out around there. Yes, and that's a great point. Back then, when I hit this parlays, like I tell you, we had still what they call, you know, pagers, beepers in the sports books. <laughs> this is how back I'm going to. And these were, you know, the so-called wise guys, you know, dumping their money or whatever. And, and they had runners, which I actually did that myself for a while, too. Uh, so they'd give us the cash. We'd go out and, you know, make the bet. So working in sportsbook myself as well, I worked in sportsbook when we had to handwrite the tickets. Now imagine that <laughs> on a Super Bowl Sunday, all right, with about maybe only eight sportsbooks at the time, not like what you have today. And, you know, you got to handwrite the ticket, stamp them, give the customer his copy, put the other one over here. So that was exciting. Uh, but back then, what was neat about that and seeing these people in the sports book, there was a lot of information that was spread around and, you know, shared. And you knew who was who. Uh, being in the sports book industry, I knew that I could trust this person if they came up and made a bet. I said, that's legit. Other people, you don't know if they were, you know, getting off another game or whatever, you know. So <laughs> you knew who to trust and, you know, who would give you the, the right uh you know, the information that's so say. neat. That's so neat. No, because you go to sportsbooks nowadays and like, although those conversations are going on, like people really aren't mixing. They aren't like mixing and mingling like intensely. You no, know what I mean? no, I don't see any of that going on. I think the guys that I'm relating 
two are long gone out of the business. Who knows? They're probably, you know, fucking. That some are dead, probably. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> some, some are dead. Them. That's all, you know. But Weiss, to the max, I remember some of these guys. Uh, the reason that you can only bet so much on the totals are because of that. You know? Is because they were really pushing the limits and fucking they running just, the casinos for whatever they could. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So you had a pick for this weekend, though. You said you like Tennessee versus Florida. I do. I. The Vols are – Florida's an interesting team to me because they uh, they got that coach that reminds me a lot of uh, that one coach from Last Chance U. Did you ever watch that show, Last Chance U? No, but you're talking about Bill Napier. Yeah. Coach Napier. Yeah, so the, the Florida team looks like the best Florida team that I've seen in a while. Like Florida football is popping off right now. Yeah, it seems to be that way. So why do you pick the Vols? Are they, are they as good as people have, uh, you know, pointed them out to be? The Volunteers are going to make a statement this Saturday. I've been watching this series between the Gators and Volunteers forever. Uh, although I'm a Florida State fan, I've always kind of leaned a little bit towards Tennessee all my life. I got, you know to the States and watch college football. They were like one of the main teams. And I just seen them lose so many heartbreaking games in the last 18, 20 years to the Gators. I think they're like one in 17, you know. Damn. But speaking of Florida, <clears throat> I'm not sure they're all the way back. They did get up for a couple of games. They really haven't played any competition. And I think Utah could have really gone in there and let loose a little bit more than it did. I think they were very conservative with, you know, the atmosphere at the at the swamp, which I could yeah. totally get it. But I think, you know, that's a game that they won that um, they probably should have lost. I mean, yeah, they, that game played at Utah. It's different. It's a different story. Yeah, no they picked the kid off with six seconds to go or some at the right. five yard line. Uh, right. But I think Tennessee is been waiting for this opportunity to it's a game to showcase what they have their offense is very potent again they played akron last week they put up 56 or 63 they did akron. what they were supposed to do but i think they're going to do the same or very close to it i know most handicappers out there think it's a big late 10 and a half or 11 but i think the number's right and i looked at tennessee to beat them by yeah over 20 points i'm uh the only game that I'm really looking at this week because I, you know, me and my extensive research, not too much. Uh, I looked at the UNLV Utah State line and UNLV's a three point favorite going to Utah State. And I think this UNLV team this year is like fucking exciting. UNLV football is exciting for the first time in a long time. And it, it kind of feels good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's been so many years where we've been, a, like, had a lost identity. But now we finally, you know, the big thing is, it's always been this case, we never had a defense. So yeah. UNLV finally has, you know, been putting together uh, some guys that can actually play decent coverage. You know, people aren't going to get fucking roasted. Uh yeah no 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 they're they're atop the they're atop the leaderboard you, oh by the way we got to mention San Jose State though uh junior playing uh, against Western Michigan this week they're seven point favorites at home 
that that seven number kind of scares me uh, because of the week one that they had with Portland State, and they didn't really do what they were supposed to. But, you know, I think they can make a statement if they, you know, uh, trust the big fella up front and they run the fucking ball this week. Um, um, so uh, UNLV minus three and a half, take it. And then San Jose State minus seven. They're going to run the ball. They're going to fucking pound it down Western Michigan's throat, and they're going to, you know, cover for us. Tennessee's going to do their thing for you? I would think so, too. That's a revenge game for San Jose State. They dropped one. Uh, Last year. Yeah. See, yeah. I didn't pay attention. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, uh, that was a game played at, like, nighttime at Western Michigan. It was, like, one of those weird ones. Very early in the year last year. Was yeah. Played. So that's a revenge game for them. And I think if they come out with the same intensity they did – Against Two weeks Auburn. ago, they will be okay. They will definitely be okay, but they got to step up. Okay. I want to wrap up here with uh, your thoughts on the Raiders. What the fuck happened last week? You guys gave up the game. Were you at the game? Yes. Okay, because yes. I had called you like right after, and I, I figured you were kind of upset. But I, I, do, I, I wanted to have you on the show to get that true emotion from Sunday, but how did you feel on Sunday? Oh, it was devastating. It was devastating. You know, I've been waiting all year to to see this team that we have, which is a very explosive offense that we have. And, you know, everything worked out the way I thought it would in the first half because we were just doing what you should have done. What we should have Devontae done. Devontae Adams, a heavy dose. And Arizona, it's really not a good team. I mean, this team was, you know, beaten pretty bad by Kansas City in their own you know, stadium. So the fact that we were up 20 to zero and they had no life at all, it seems like to me, like McDaniels just shut down the offense. It's because we didn't, didn't get aggressive after that. It wasn't like we came out in the second half and we were trying to score 40 points. Right. By no means. It was like we were just trying to get by and get out of there with a W. And I didn't see anything on offense that, you know, dictated, hey, we're looking to get some more points. Um, it was just horrible. The biggest thing in that game is we were missing our two middle defenders, Perriman and uh, Morig. Mm -hmm. And to me, with the quarterback of Kyler Murray's, you know, uh, what do you talent, call it? Yeah, speed. Speed. I don't you, think talent's the right word. Right. No, he's speed. I think he's just fast as fuck. He's like, fast. He's short. You got to just. Use things to your advantage when you're on, you know, defense. For to me, when they were at the five yard line, they're late at the game, and they're at the three. Can you, I can I pause you right here? Mm -hmm. You guys should have sent more than two fucking people after the quarterback. You guys dropped nine people into coverage. Twenty seconds. We, I mean, the stadium just it just kept getting louder and louder and louder every second that went by because it's like, what the hell? Who's gonna go after this dude? You know, right. And I'm not a, you know, defensive coordinator on that league, and I respect everybody because they got there for a reason. But whatever happened to an all-out blitz, hands up. This dude's five-something, <laughs> you know. And, and, fucking... and you're not going to give him a chance to, to run around to fucking and survey. Plus, how tough is it on the defensive backs to, to cover for 20 fucking seconds? Yeah. You know? It was a. It was. I've never seen it like the. What normally happens there is he throws a laser, 
to somebody in the back of the end zone and not like that makes sense to me. He walked into the end zone twice. Didn't even have to like punch it. Like he showed know, him the ball. He fucking gave he should have thrown up the peace sign. He started showing him the ball at the eight yard line when he was walking in. <laughs> you know? But again, it's being a Raider fan and being in that you don't know how many times we've seen this. It's yeah. It's repetitive. McDaniels, so if you're to to give him an honest rating, start of the season, how's he doing for you? Uh Honestly, I'm not a McDaniels fan, to be honest with you, but to give him a rating, it's, I'd say, you know, right now, it can't be that good. I'd rate him probably 50%. Yeah. And I say that because, in fairness to him, I don't know yeah. what the defense was doing. Right. You know, and those two players that I mentioned – or were huge. I think if Perriman's in that lineup, I'd know Murray's not going to do that from the eight-yard line walking in, I think, you know. And Morick the same way in, in the middle. But and the, and the defense was tired. Yeah. Second half, they were out to the whole second half. So they didn't play that bad. That defense, you know, tried as hard as they could. I think the coaches are to blame on that one. Yeah. All-out blitz Kyler Murray uh, late in that game, and it's a different story. Kiki, I'm going to have you back on again in the future, um, but do you want to shout out your social media so that the people can follow you if you want to do that? Yes, uh, please, uh, Kiki Cassis on, on Instagram, and a shout-out to my lady, the Big O. The Big O. and We love you. San Jose, go Spartans. Yes, sir. Okay, Austin, send us in a halftime. I know you weren't ready for that one. You weren't ready for that one at all. I'm ready to go into halftime, though. And now we're going into halftime. All right, we're back. Second half. I, I was trying to make it funny. I was really just really locked in on my phone. Uh, for the second half, I decided to bring on Adam Lieberman, or more like you decided to bring yourself. You did remind me that you wanted to be on. So I'm grateful that you did that. Yeah. Uh, introduce yourself to the people if they didn't watch the fantasy football draft. Um, you, you're the owner of? Nakaoi. Okay. Which means uh, for the 10th time mm-hmm. uh, during the... Uh, <laughs> It means the best. Uh, I spent about 10 years in Hawaii, so that's why it uh, came from that. So, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's been fun. Uh, only two weeks in. Um, you know, it's the first time that I've had multiple – well, I've had two teams before, but this year I have four. Whoa. And um, it's gotten to a point where it's very difficult because you're rooting for some players, you know, to do well, but then you're going against them in the other leagues – and, and it's that's, so frustrating. So yeah, no, because do you even do you sports bet on games? I don't. I don't do any sports betting at all. Okay, so that would really fuck you. Yeah. Then you're just like, who do I even? You don't even watch football at that point in time. You're just like, whatever yeah. the result is, it is. Yeah, just go with it. So this, what what league are you doing most successful in? Because out of four, after two weeks, you have to be two and zero oh in a couple of them. One and one in every single one. Fucking a. Yep. Yep. Last Close? week, in, yeah. Well, last week in my the the one the big league, um, you know, I put up I think 130 points, which is great, and the person I was playing against put up 226. 
Oof. It was two points off the top. This league's been going on for, I believe it's now 18 or 19 years, and it's the second highest score ever. Wow. Yeah, how did they even get that many points? Like who like she, she had um let's see who she had. Uh Lamar Jackson, uh St. Brown, and Stefan Diggs were the three big wow. ones. Wow. I mean, she got a hundred points or more than hundred points from those three, three right there. That's fucking insane. Yeah. I I have yet to crack a hundred. I am only in one league. Uh that is the Gridiron Junkies Fantasy Football League. If you haven't been catching up. Watch our content. You'll be able to see some more of this stuff. So you uh, you proposed to me a trade, and I did make this a rule in our league that every month you have to make one trade. Mm-hmm. Your trade entails me giving you Tyler Higby, and in turn, I receive Logan Thomas and Kadarius Tooney, to which I didn't even know who Kadarius Tooney was, so I had to do a little researching before the show. Um, and, you know, you, you didn't have to throw him in there. You know, we could have just went tight end for tight end. You're but, tossing me like a nobody wide receiver. Yeah. On today. Was it just like he he's more likely to accept if he sees two? Um, I think that's what more more is what it is, you know, because I don't think the one for one trade is suitable. Okay. So I always throw in something else just for the hell of it. Now, the one thing that did appeal to me about this trade because at first when I looked at it, I was like ah, I'm not sure like what do I what do I want to like repropose to you but then after looking at it Logan Thomas the 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 commander's tight end they have a lot of uh like really shitty teams coming up in their schedule so I think what I'm gonna do is uh live on on air I'm going to accept this trade uh, and then I, within with the plans of later trading Logan Thomas to the next person who has a tight end who's going to be playing shitty teams for the remainder of the season. Does that sound good to you? Sounds good to me. Okay, so now I am accepting the trade. Tyler Higby, I uh, I, I do have to drop one player. This is this is sad for me. Um, ah, I'm going to drop Justin Fields. He's so bad. I don't think he's so bad. I think the Bears in general are so bad. I just got the notification that Riley Reed Option accepted the trade. You know yes. what's crazy about that trade? And I can say it because you've accepted it. I just picked up uh, the the tight end two days ago. No shit. Yeah. Wow. I just picked him up two days ago. And he actually scored 12 points last week. Yeah. So it's like, it's not like he's like no. nobody. No. And I think in a Carson Wentz type offense in which Carson Wentz gets kind of crazy, the dump downs are just there all day for that commander's team. And I'm I am now a, a commander's tight end fan. I really do hope that they run the ball a lot and we get a lot of play actions um, to prove that I won this trade. Uh, Tyler Higby is is a clutch pickup for you. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it, it are you going to start him this week? I have to. I don't okay. he's my only tight end. Okay. Um I dropped um oh God what the the kid from uh, Green Bay. Um was it I can't remember the guy's uh, name. Uh big white guy. Yes. Yes. That that's yeah. not his name. Yeah, uh, big white guy. Let's Toker Toner um, ta, ta, pa, 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 pa. Tanyan Robert Tanyan. Yes, that's it. So yes. that's why I dropped. Like and you know, it's it's uh, it's 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 fun. You know, it's. Have you been to any Raider games this year? Not so this year. Far? Well, there's only been one. One, yeah. So not you this didn't year. Go. No. Okay. Uh, do you plan on going to one at least this year? I'm not going out and buying tickets. But if somebody says, hey, you want to go? Hmm. Sure. Like last year, I ended up going to two games. 
and both times I was invited. Comp um, tickets. Yeah. Nice. Well, no, it wasn't even comp tickets. They were just, you know, somebody yeah. had extra. And uh, last season, we also went. Um, my girlfriend actually, ironically, went to four games last year. No, five games last year. She went to three Raider games, a Niner game in San Francisco, and a Titans game in Tennessee. Damn. Yeah. She loves football. Like, well, she she, she's, she likes the Niners, and uh, so her her parents or her mom, I should say, has had season tickets for the uh, Niners. I think they've been the family for like fifty or sixty years, mm. and so she still has them. And so we'll go at least one game, and then she happened to be in Tennessee for a bachelorette party, and they decided to go to a Titans game. That's pretty sick. Yeah. Okay. So. Do you think she was at the bachelorette party looking for? Like the cutest football players on the field? Did that ever cross your mind? You know what? There's a trust there, so I'm good with it. You know, okay. and it's what is it? Uh, different area code or zip code or whatever. Yeah. So, so bros in different area codes. Yeah, yeah. So, nah, I'm sure. good. I'm good with it. Okay. Um, who is your favorite team, by the way? You know, for for NFL, I really don't have a favorite team. Um, okay. I, I, my favorite team is whoever is going to get me points for fantasy football. Ah. Um, you know, uh, I guess. I'll, I'll probably stick with the Raiders or the Niners just because, you know, Raiders being here in Vegas, Niners being Eva's favorite team, and she's got gear and all that stuff. So right. um, either one of them. Um, and then more colleges will probably be the Trojans, USC. Have you uh, – the Trojans are looking good this year. Caleb Williams is looking quite impressive. They look good, um, but I think they – They've played nobody. They've played nobody. Um, you know, I thought Fresno State was actually going to give them a little more of a challenge than than they got from them. But um, no, I think you know um, Lincoln Riley's got the, the team that he has is incredible. Yeah, they don't really see a challenge. I brought this up on one of the earlier shows. They don't see a challenge to like October when yeah. they play Utah. You got and Utah. I mean Notre Dame, but Notre Dame's not what they end of the there. year. No, no, yeah, Notre Dame has made a steady decline. Uh, I I know they dropped their first two, but did they finally get back on track this past week? I think they did win this week. No. I think they're one and two now. Notre Dame fighting Irish. No, they may be. They may have not lost one a game yet. No, they beat Cal. Yes. They beat Cal this last week, uh, twenty four to seventeen. Which doesn't you know that's not impressive. But to start off the year being ranked fifth overall, get trounced. Then lose to Marshall when they were eight overall, and then now they were finally out of the top 25. What do you feel about the rankings? Rankings, okay, so preseason rankings mean nothing. Right. You know, it's what people think is going to happen um, based upon, obviously, the previous season and, and the recruiting classes. The real rankings for me come out when the uh, Bowl Championship Series or whatever they call it these days. Yeah, the college football, football playoffs. playoffs come out. Mm -hmm. That That's what the rankings really are because ultimately that's what – they're going to go off of. Right. Um, but, you know, I mean, a lot of these teams have been ranked too high, too low. Um, you know, I mean, I think Georgia is still the the creme de la creme and the number one and and should be. Um, I, you know, I know you were talking with your, your uncle earlier about uh, Tennessee um, and Florida State. You know, Florida State, right now they're 3-0. and But they still have um, – they still have Florida on their schedule – um, they still have uh, Clemson, Clemson on their schedule. You know, they've got the, the Miami. Miami. Um, so, you know, again, the thing with, with college football just in general, those first three games, a lot of times you're playing these schools that is a money grab, mm -hmm. you know, and, and they're trying to make money. I mean, what is it, UNLV going to Michigan? Come on. Yeah. I mean. And, you know, the, the worst thing about it all is like, where do you really see that money being 
you know, like reallocated because it, it's a significant amount of money that these teams get paid. And, you know, I, I wonder when it comes down to the logistics, if that dollar amount entails the travel to the place, like, do they pick up all the travel comp, the hotels and the meals, or do they say, Hey, we're paying you 1.5 million, but we got to take off, you know, 200,000 because yeah, that's, that'd be interesting. You know, and, and the thing with, especially UNLV, and if you look at UNLV now, the facility they have in place here should recruit or should be able to recruit top players. Yes. You know, with the practice facilities, the training facilities, um, and then obviously Allegiant Stadium, you know, they're incredible. But then you go to some of these schools now, the LSUs, the Floridas of the world, and these facilities are just insane they're in i mean they're ridiculous it's and it is a it's a dollar amount that i feel and i've said this uh plenty of times west coast teams they just don't have that financial backing that a lot of like those down south type schools or back east type schools get to get to that next level and you do see it in a couple of places obviously oregon SC is going to get that treatment because of like the the you know the brand. Yeah, right? but but it's again, popular. But even if you look at SC, I mean, a perfect example is UCLA. UCLA is three and zero right now. Okay, I think their last two games they had twenty five, thirty thousand people maybe at the, at the, bowl, Rose, bowl, at the Rose Bowl, which Jeez, seats over a hundred thousand people. It looks horrible. Oh, but here's the thing with it. You know, you go to Oregon, you go to you know, Tuscaloosa, you go to, you know, Tallahassee, wherever you want to go in the country, the, on a Saturday, the football takes control. It has the power and the strength. You go to LA, Mm -hmm. there's so much other stuff going on. People don't care. And then the other thing with it is, is the facilities, you know, I mean, you look at UCLA, I mean, I'll use that as an example. UCLA Westwood to the Rose Bowl is a 45 minute drive. Right. You know, a lot of these schools have their their uh, their stadiums on campus. It makes mm. a difference. It, it when we went to Auburn and it was on campus. It is it's because it's just too easy for all of the people uh, to just congregate right from their dorms. You know, all these young drunk teenagers to go and fucking fill up the stadium. And the Rose Bowl, although being prestigious, it's doing them a disservice. Has been for years. It's doing them a major disservice. Uh, it, I feel the same way in in terms like with UNLV, like UNLV moving to Allegiant, you know, at least at Sam Boyd, it it didn't look half as bad. But now at Allegiant, it's like, holy shit, this is not a good attendance. But I think they're turning it around. I think UNLV is. I think that UNLV is on the right page, you know, on the right path, I should say. Um, They've got a long way to go. But what's going to happen there is they have to be consistent. You know, if they... If they go into next season or even the season after that and they start to flutter and those, you know, get to a bowl game, get to a bowl game. And that that's got to be your starting point. Get to a bowl game. You are uh, playing who this week in our fantasy football league? Princess. Princess. My princess. No, not your princess. Who the fuck's princess? The princess <laughs> behind the desk. <laughs> Uh, and did you guys have anybody play on Thursday? I have to, I want to do, I want to just give yes. not in that league. And he did. Yes, I did not. No. I, uh, I am currently down to a person that I'm going to have on the show soon, Madison, because he said he moved back to Vegas. I'm at nine now. points right now. 
You're at nine points. I, I got had uh, Kareem Hunt, Kareem Pie. Good. He only got you nine. No touchdowns, yeah. huh? No. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. No, because Chubb is their number one. Yeah. You know. Yeah. They'd rather get to Chubb. Uh, Deontay Johnson is the receiver I had. He had eight receptions for 84 yards. I'm wearing, you know, the the Big Ben jersey. Mitchell Trubisky needs to get the fucking boot. Kenny I don't Pickett, think so. In my eyes, is the man because that Browns defense uh, last night. The Browns were like, they have a horrible defense. In my because you don't allow 14 points in the last minute and a half a game and say that you have a decent defense. Right, that's but a I, bad defense. It is a bad defense, but I also don't think they're using Trubisky as they should be. I he think be running more. He he can be in, yeah he can actually move. He has the ability. They are using him like Big Ben, and Big Ben was a pocket passer who could not get out of the pocket. He can move. He can run. He can do you know if you want to pl- play option or uh, options, you can do quarterback sneaks. There's a lot of things you can do with him, and they're not using him correctly, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think. Uh... What happens in Pittsburgh is that they're quick. They're quick to the the fucking axe. And I think it's going to happen sooner rather than later because you, in this league, you just have to, you have to produce victories. 100%. And and if you don't, then the fucking Pittsburgh yippers, they start booing you. The yinzers, I think is what their proper, proper term. Um, But anyways, in your guys's matchup, it's nine to it's nine to zero because you didn't have anybody right. playing, um, but you are still projected to win. Uh, are there any last minute trash talking that you two want to do before we wrap up here? Adam, what do you have to say? You're you're. Sorry, that's all the time we have, man. I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh. Uh, it's okay, Adam. We'll t- we'll see you on the next one. Uh yeah, I know that sucks that it has to end that way. But Adam, shout out your socials before we get out of here. So anyway, uh, a Lieberman on uh, Instagram and uh, of course uh, Action Junkies podcast over there as well. Be sure to give that a listen. Uh, some great stuff happening there, and congratulations, you guys have done a great job with this one as well, and and keep that shit going. Yes, sir. All righty, Gridiron Junkies out. We'll see you guys after Sunday Night Football to recap the weekend. Deuces. Mm-hmm.